entering the DGTC. Are you ready for a deep dive? And Jordan did most of the crap. Can't believe I said that. I've been doing this since 2008. What the fuck do I know? Drawing hands is like kryptonite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, loading up elbow logos. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to the DGDC, a united team of design professionals creatively bound to bring unique inspiration and uncommon perspectives. You can email us listener questions or topic ideas to hello at dgdcpod.com or check out our website, dgdcpod.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at dgdcpod. Plus now you can join in on the conversation. We have a Facebook group. Just pop onto our website and hit the community tab at the top. Now on with the show. Hey, how you doing, dude? Good. <laughs> you know, you're, you're back for episode two. Back for episode two. Did you think you would actually get me for another one? I had no, no doubt. Okay. In good. fact, when you sent me the email saying, bro, I just recorded episode two. I was like, what took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was perfect timing, man. It really was perfect timing. And, uh, and also too, we should say, Tom, uh, the response I've gotten, and I think you've gotten as well from your episode one of Level Up was so good and so positive. Um, and it was a missing link. You know, it really was. I, I, I credit you for coming up with that. And, and it's been great. I love seeing everyone's feedback. No, that's awesome. And uh, thank you so much. You know, I really like, I don't know what I was expecting from it. I think it was more so like, we'll see what happens. And I think you were the same way. Sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've had people reach out to me and just be like, hey, this has been a really great resource. Um, I feel like this is something that's been missing. And honestly, like, it's just like the same adage, like you just do, like you do something that you feel like you would want or like something like same thing with like people that make posters or like clothes or whatever. It's like something that you would wear. And it's like, you just got to do what you like. And it's like, you hope that people respond to it in some way. And it's just like really nice to see the way that this community is kind of like rallied around it. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little fun to see uh, when something you think of kind of strikes a chord with people. And I think you nailed it by saying, uh, don't, don't, you don't have to like engineer something so, so over the top. It's, it's thinking about a simple kind of missing link or a simple kind of conversation that you're not hearing the most of out there and uh people are gonna dig it i think that's what kind of resonates and 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 i'm all for like letting this channel be as open to anybody that has something unique and fun to talk about that could be uh just as um respected and kind of like liked by what we heard with yours so it was kind of neat to see so many people ex having a ball with that you know what yeah, i mean and totally. and liking liking these kinds of conversations somewhere in the middle making that way up what else did you do you yeah know? and i think the beauty of this platform is that you know any like creativity spans such a broad spectrum of careers that you know yes a lot of it will be focused on graphic design and, and communicative design but you know, I spent a lot of time in architecture and, you know, some other fields. And I feel like there's a really good opportunity for people to start seeing like how this creativity, quote unquote, kind of spans that spectrum of like careers and stuff like that. And so the plan is, as this goes on, is to maybe branch out a little bit more and see what other people have to say. Perfect. I love yeah. the idea. Tell us a little bit about episode two and uh, who you have on. Yeah. So episode two is with a designer based out of Chicago. His name is Marcus Nuccio. 
Um, really, really great guy. Um, super talented musician as well, which is why this episode is so cool. Um, so the whole thing kind of talks about work-life balance and how he's kind of balancing a career as a full-time freelance designer with his own business and also a full-time touring musician. So, you know, he's like, to me, it's like, it's hard enough to have one job and then (laughs) to be like two jobs. And then also, you know, he does a lot of creative direction for a lot of these bands that exist in this like indie music scene up in Chicago. And uh, it's just like, where do you find the time? And like, it was really just fun to sit down with him. He is so chill, by the way. Like, you yeah. like, I'm sure you've heard, but like, nothing seems to stress this guy out, even though it says it does, he says it does. But, you know, it's just the way that he balances his life and scheduling and all that stuff is like, I think a really good benchmark for people that are starting out to hear. Nice. What do you hope uh, the listeners kind of take away from this? I think I hope they take away that, you know, they don't have to give up something that they love to, to like do something else that they love. Like you don't have to fully immerse yourself in graphic design if you want to be able to split your career or, you know, he's is such a good example of somebody that, you know, was able to start in an office and then make his way as like a contractor and open his own business and then be able to also do the other thing that he loves. So I think, you know, it's a unique perspective on, on the like the career as a whole but i don't know i think you know the more we do this the more i hope people just take away that like the job market is changing and you can kind of carve your own path out of this profession and there's no right or wrong way to do that and you know i don't know it's just kind of like choose your own adventure you know yeah <laughs> there's the yeah. there's the title of the episode right there <laughs> yeah. but it, uh, it's so needed to i think to be heard nowadays where let's say someone unfortunately has been caught in a layoff situation or they're at a position where the freelance world or something other than what they're doing in their nine to five is uh is attractive to them right and mm-hmm. hearing someone's story i know that's what got me hearing this podcast of all things before i joined it was how i got up enough of that courage to say, maybe it's time to, you know, consider doing something on my own. So you have to hear these other examples. And, uh, I love that this guy's doing it in so many different facets and then yet such a chill guy. And, and again, by the only rules he's, he's running are his own, right? Right. Why not? Yeah. And you know, he's currently, he's out on tour across like, you know, America, and he's going to be on another one in a couple of months and another one after that. So it's like, you know, it just gives people that opportunity that's like, I'm in a band. I don't want to give this up to like do a career. It's like, how do you do both? And it's like, here you go. Like, here's somebody that can help. And it's like, you know, giving people the opportunities to like find out who these people are allows them to make connections the same way I found you or, you know, it's like, you got to be able to hear these voices to be able to channel that and like find them and make connections and ask questions because like they're out there to help. Like, I truly believe that. And like, you know, especially a lot of the people on this podcast and on your podcast, like, you know, the information is there if you ask for it and, you know, people want to help you. Yeah. 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 All right. So why don't you go ahead and introduce this one? I'll let you do it this time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we're going to kick off episode two of the next level with Marcus Nuccio and, uh, hope you guys enjoyed a whole lot. We had a lot of fun making it. Creating something for the sake of creating something is my favorite kind of stuff. 
Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of the Next Level Podcast. I am your host, Tom Loro, and um, I'm very lucky and privileged to have an awesome guest today. His name is Marcus Nuccio. He's based out of the Chicago area. How you doing, Marcus? Good. Hey, what's up? What's up? Great good. to be here. Yeah, man. It's good to have you here. Um, I know we kind of put this together on like a, a little bit of a short notice. We were kind of going back and forth a little bit, um, but it's really nice to have you and uh, yeah, looking forward to having a really good conversation today. Um, Excellent. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I think the way that I've been kind of starting this is just letting you kind of do like a little intro, tell everybody what you're all about, where you're from, kind of how you got started in design, what you're doing now. Um, and then um, we'll kind of go into the topic of today, which will be like work-life balance stuff, because you're kind of like doing all these crazy, amazing things. <laughs> and like, it's just kind of been like, I've been trying to curate the episodes based on like people that I like kind of know through social media that are doing things that seem like they fit like into these little like niche topics. Um, but yeah, whenever you're ready, just, uh, you know, start riffing. Sure thing. Yeah. Um, I was born here in the Chicagoland area. I've lived here my whole life. I uh, grew up in a town called Mundelein, north of Chicago. And um, yeah, uh, my dad is a graphic designer and has been my whole life. So design is kind of something I was always surrounded with. And when I got into high school, I started to show more of an interest in it. And, um, but even before that, like on our family computer, my dad had like kid pics installed and I was always making like weird little compositions, you know? Um, but yeah, when I got into high school, I started to realize like, yeah, I think I'm going to like pursue design as like a college thing. Um, and then I went to Columbia College in Chicago and studied graphic design. Um, and yeah, have been working in design ever since. Um, in college, I, I worked for our school newspaper and got a lot of newspaper and print experience. And since then, I've worked at a number of places, uh, spent a couple of years at The Onion, um, the satirical news website right out of school. And that was amazing. Uh, it was it was really cool to work for a digital news company like that. It was pretty unique. Um, and the last couple of years, I have been contracting with PepsiCo, working on Gatorade, the sports drink beverage mostly. <laughs> and yeah, this this current chapter of my life, I currently own my own business with Gatorade being like my main client. Okay. Um, and just for the other side of that, can you kind of tell everybody the other part of, not really, yes. I guess, yeah, part of your career that, you know, that makes this such an interesting topic of discussion with you? Of course. I, I'm, I joke with my coworkers at Gatorade that I have like a secret shadow life. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like ever since high school, again, I have been playing drums in many bands and a lot of those bands go on tour pretty frequently and put out records and it definitely feels kind of like I do two full-time things at once but they are very married to each other and they are able to coexist right. somehow um but yeah yeah I'm 
consistently doing design work out of the back of a moving van. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that this whole topic of like work life balance, like, you know, we just to like preface, like the way I was kind of introduced to you was during the pandemic, you guys had, um, you being, uh, you, Evan, and some of the other guys, like in this Storm Chasers collective, um, created this like space on Discord and and through a website um, to kind of just bring people together through like music and art and just conversation. And you know, up until that point, like obviously, like I had been listening to Rat Boys and Pet Symmetry, which are some of the bands that you're involved in, but I really didn't know who you were, and just kind of like being able to like be in that space and like just converse and like kind of have a place to just go to, to like talk with people while you're just like trapped at home. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was really interesting to me. Um, I don't know, just to, to see how you were kind of living this dual life of a touring musician and a full-time graphic designer and, um, just, you know, all the things that you've touched in the process and this community that you guys have built up in Chicago in this like little niche music scene and, you know, how you've been facilitating some design work for that. Um, I guess to start just kind of like, do you like, do you feel that you've at this point kind of created that balance in your life where everything works the way that you want it to with all of this stuff? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'll ever feel that way, but at the same time, yes. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, there's always so much happening and, uh, you know, I'm always trying to keep a list of things to do like I have right here and it's always pretty nebulous. Um, but, oh my God, I'm so grateful for everything. Like everything you just described has been like a total, just like safe godsend space for us and everything we do. Um, I mean, like, I, I don't know. It, it was all very influenced by the pandemic, of course, because mm -hmm. we were all so stuck at home and just needing some kind of creative creative outlet. Um, and yeah, just the formation of all that at that time in 2020 and to have it carry on through now and hopefully long into the future has just been amazing. Um, so yeah, I guess like as far as like a balance goes, like, yeah, everything is moving at the same time the way it should everything is just kind of like purring along and i just kind of like am performing maintenance um but yeah yeah it's all it's all maintaining uh, a lot of space in the old brain all the time yeah definitely and i mean it's hard enough i feel like for most people especially like in the design world to just be balancing a one of these jobs and you know, dealing with a client full time, how do you create the space to be able to, you know, go out and tour with multiple bands at different times of the year and then come back, be able to get work done and then also have, you know, free time for yourself and your family and your pets and like all, you know, all the people that you're spending time with. Yeah. Um, going freelance was a huge help with that. Um, because now since I'm my own business owner, I kind of have more, I guess, freedom and liberty to carve out my own schedule with my clients 
and and given like I really only have like one big client right now, and that's Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm freelance, I can kind of be like, hey, you know, here is my touring schedule. Just so you know, I'll be on the road. I'm still working for them every day, but I'm not available at like the drop of a hat to take a call every day. And luckily for me, they understand that. And we have like a great working relationship and I'm able to get a ton of work done. Um, I weirdly really love working while I'm on the road. It kind of helps balance out that side of life because touring in a band all the time is also like a very weird life. And there's a lot of like weird downtime that you don't know what to do with. So having something to do every day, like some projects going on in the background is honestly pretty awesome for me. Yeah. So those two sides of life are, are pretty just kind of intertwined all the time in a way that I kind of view it as just like the same, I guess not the same thing, but just like, yeah, like any day I'm on the road, I'm also working mm-hmm. and I've got certain times of day when I'm on tour that I'm just headphones on, like plugging away at something. Um, that said, like time for family and home life, like that can be sometimes few and far between. But luckily, I work from home. My wife works from home. Um, and we're able to spend time together like every day that I'm home. So that works. I got my dog here at my feet and my cat in the other room. So anytime I'm home, it's like family time. Yeah, um, that's great. And not to tangent too far, but we have what, very similar dogs based on what I've seen. Yours is a, a blue healer, oh, yes. right? Yes. Yes, yes, a blue healer. Um, mine is a, a blue healer uh, border collie mix. Wow. Um, is yours crazy? Because mine yeah. is, is 10 <laughs> and he still acts like a puppy. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> so mine's three and yeah, he's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that kind of crazy where it's annoying for a little bit and then you're just like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. I love you so much. I know. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I never really had a dog growing up, but, and then getting into like, he was my first dog and I was like, so overwhelmed in the beginning. And now I'm like, I don't think I could go back at this point. I was like, I'm fully locked in on the crazy. I know. Right. Like it kind of becomes part of life too. Like it adds just like a little bit of chaos into life that can be really good sometimes. I think my dog's name is Hank. Mm -hmm. I think Hank reminds me that life just isn't that serious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the truth. Um, good for you, Hank. Thanks. Thanks for the yeah, reminder. Right. Hank's got a bit of a stomach ache today, though. I think he ate too much cat food yesterday. Oh. He got into the cat food, so he's a little sad, but <laughs> I think he'll be okay. Okay, that's good. Glad to hear it. Um, <laughs> but like getting back to our topic of conversation, when you're on the road and you're working, you know, where are you setting up shop? Is it mostly in the back of the van, like on your laptop, or are you just kind of, you know, you know, on this at the side of the venue, just like working or like inside the venue working? I definitely have like a few kind of touch points during the day when I'm like, okay, these kind of little windows are work time. Um, luckily, very, very luckily for me now, Rat Boys is at a point where when we tour, we're staying in hotels. So I usually wake up before everybody else. Usually I wake up at about 7.38 and I'll go down to the hotel lobby and get that free continental breakfast and get some coffee. And that's when I'm answering like all of the, you know, morning emails and kind of setting up my day. 
and usually we'll hit the road to the next city at about 10, 11 o'clock. So I'll pack up, get in the van. And then I like to kind of get settled in the van a little bit, you know, make sure we're like on cruising on like the highway so it's not too bumpy. And then I'll open up my laptop again, see if anything has come up or if I need to finish anything. Um, And then we'll get to the venue and sound check and all of that stuff. And then there's usually a couple hours between sound check and when the show begins where I'm able to work in the green room. Usually the venues have good Wi-Fi or a lot of times too, I do love to find like the good coffee shop in town and set up shop there, get a good cup of coffee and knock out anything else for the day. And uh, if it's truly a crazy day and I have a ton on my plate, then we'll get back to the hotel after the show and I'll just plug in again and work more. And my team knows that like, if they get an email from me at 1am, like, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, yeah, you guys, like, I might be emailing you at like weird ass times of the day. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, when I started doing this, I was kind of under the impression that most of the people I would be talking to would just be like, you know, me, like nine to five, plug in, do your thing, and then leave. And then the more I curate this list of designers and professionals or whoever, it's just like you start to realize like there's these crazy workflows that that I was like, oh, this is like not the norm. That seems to be more the norm now than ever. And it's like everybody's kind of got their own thing and their own schedule. And I don't know. It's just like the future of of work and design in this world. Like the more I kind of dig into it, the more it just like surprises and amazes me. Yeah. I mean, even when I'm home, like I get so much done, like I kind of have a similar schedule. Like I'll wake up, have breakfast, check emails, kind of get my day planned out. But then in the middle of the day, kind of like right now, while we're talking like one to two to 3 PM, I'm usually like running errands or like cleaning the house or like fixing something, you know, like I I really do love to step away from work for a couple hours in the beginning of the day. Cause I don't mind like eating dinner and then getting back into it like i'm maybe the most productive at like 8 9 p.m mm-hmm. yeah i feel the same way actually um when i'm doing most of my freelance work it's obviously at night and it just seems my brain is more more active later in the day than it is in the beginning and yeah i think it's just funny because it's like you I guess you grow up with this idea of like this is how the the job structure works and because like our parents you know their generation is like same thing plug in nine to five go home take care of the family or whatever um, responsibilities you have I now with like the introduction of all these interconnected ways to communicate it just doesn't matter anymore and it's like you can just kind of figure out what like how you work best and then find the job that makes the most sense for that um, or the lifestyle that you want to be able to like have in this, in this design world, you know, I just, it's really, uh, it's really interesting. I'm learning a lot, like as I'm doing this and, you know, as the episodes go on, I feel like I, you know, I've kind of like got this idea in my mind of like how it will go. And I just kind of pick the guests, like, as we're like figuring it out. And it just seems like the people that I have in my mind, I'm like, oh, all of these people are just doing completely different things, like work structure wise. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the first couple of years that I worked at Gatorade, I was in the office every day. Mm -hmm. This was pre-2020, of course. 
And that had its benefits too. You know, I, I really did like going in and seeing the same people every day and having that like really normalized schedule, you know, getting lunch at the same time with like your coworkers. And then, then you're done at five and you're just done, you know, like you don't have to keep working usually. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Both sides have its benefit. I, I've decided now, like, I don't want to be in the office, you know, mm. <laughs> I really don't have to. And I, I like this way much better. Yeah. I think uh, what I'm doing now is a hybrid schedule at my office. Mm. So we do three days at home, two days in the office, um, which is great because it kind of gives you the best of both because I do like that interaction, but it is nice. Like working from home to me, I don't know. I feel like I get a lot done here where some people would be like, I get nothing done at home. Um, Yeah, I I don't feel that level of distraction by being in my own space. For me, it's almost like I get better work done at home but it is slower and Mm. i think it is because i am able to like think about it longer so it turns out better but in the office like i am able to just crank stuff out and i'm not thinking so hard about it which you know is maybe good maybe bad but Mm. yeah that's like an interesting distinction yeah like at home i'm able to like really settle in make sure it's exactly the the way i want it i don't have anybody coming up to me and asking me like a about anything else you know yeah i was definitely a victim of drive-bys a lot mm-hmm. when i was in the office i don't know if you know yeah that term but yeah people just walk up and they're like hey can you just do this for me really quick and you're like oh uh, sure okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um that's definitely a downside of being in a workspace is people just have too much access and if there's no buffer it's really easy to just you know get snuck up on all the time all the time yeah my my desk was right on the like the edge of the the walkway so Mm-hmm. It was easy for people to just uh, accost me. Yeah. Um, so I guess like another question I kind of have is, as we're talking about this is when you started this whole process of like, oh, I'm working from home now um, and I'm going to be working while I'm on the road. Was that transition of like figuring out your workflow really difficult or did you feel like it was an easy transition? Uh, I started working from the road back in like maybe 2018. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started kind of touring more in earnest. Um, I had gone on long tours while I was employed before that, but I often took like a leave of absence or I was in between jobs. And then um, right at the end of my time at The Onion and starting into my freelance career, I started working from the road. So I kind of learned how to do that on the road pretty quickly kind of learned what it took learned like how much time i needed during the day Mm -hmm. so when i started at gatorade i was already touring and that was something that we talked about even in my first interview like hey like i'm really interested in this job but like by the way you know i play drums in some indie rock bands and sometimes we go on tour but i'm fully willing to give you everything i got while i'm on the road and luckily enough for me they were they were cool with that yeah um yeah i think the stigma of, of employers is changing a lot because I feel like when I started even like coming out of architecture school, you never would even fathom that you could take up leave of absence to go like, I don't know, be a part of uh, a band. And then you find out that there are all these people that are, you know, kind of living these dual, dual lives where they can kind of just, I don't know, like they have the space to, to do what they love. And also like in both aspects, like job and, you know, 
home life or job and another job, you know, like, yeah. 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 I'm my, my boss and my coworkers, like they're psyched on the bands and they come out and see us in Chicago sometimes, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, I think the times are kind of changing, especially as, you know, your quote unquote higher ups are starting to be younger, you know, or as we get older, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the age and like the, the, um, the generations are kind of changing. So yeah. like my boss kind of understands like, Hey, like this is your love. This is your life. Like if you are fulfilled in that, you're going to do better work for me too. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the more we learn about a work day and like all these studies that, you know, just get published all the time, but you know, the shorter work week, the more involvement in, you know, taking breaks and, and boosting your creativity. I think all of that stuff really factors into a better product, um, especially for design work, because sometimes when you're, you're so stifled or stressed because you've been sitting at your desk for four hours trying to like pull something out of your brain, it just doesn't, it's not helping, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to describe, but I do so much work when I'm not working, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stop thinking about the projects that I have. You know, they're always kind of going on in my brain. So even on the road or freelancing or whatever, like I'm doing the majority of my work when I'm not at my desk. Like I'm solving problems in my head. I'm thinking about different ways to approach things. So when I sit down, I'm I'm able to execute them usually. Um, and, and that just works great for me. So having this like dual life um works really well for that because even when i'm on tour like i'm like oh i've got this like render that i need to make by tomorrow like how's the best way to do that and those those thoughts are mulling over while i'm like eating at burger king or whatever (laughs) um do you feel like do you carry a sketchbook with you usually where you jot things down or do you just kind of just keep it logged in your brain and then just you know you can sit down and remember it I'm definitely a big brain logger, but I always have a notebook that I'm writing stuff down in and making like crude little sketches for sure. Yeah. Um, and like in the same breath, do you ever feel like you're like talking about work stuff with your bandmates and they're kind of like, uh, we don't know what's going on or like, do they <laughs> ever like help you in that way where you can like, you know, solve a problem? Sometimes. So um, in Rat Boys, uh, our guitarist Dave is also like a very visual person. Actually, similar to you, Tom, he went to school for architecture, um, but he also does a lot of design and he's an incredible illustrator. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, I'll be like, yo, Dave, like, check out what I'm working on, you know, and he maybe he'll have like an idea or some input. And that's always really fun. But yeah, my bandmates do like to ask me about what I'm working on and I'll tell them and they're like, what does that even mean? Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that's a pretty good segue into like some of the other stuff that I wanted to talk about because you know, besides the fact that you're doing full-time design work and touring in bands, you're also helping out in this whole like music community that you're a part of in Chicago and other places, but like freelancing basically for your friends and, you know, doing a lot of tour posters, like I'm sure like merch, like, um, yeah, I just, I remember even we had had like a very brief discussion in the discord group about talking about music packaging. Cause I know you've had a hand in some of that stuff. Um, yeah, I'd love to just kind of pick your brain a little bit and hear what you have to say or hear what you have to say about, 
just like all that extra work on top of all the other stuff. Of course. I mean, that work is the stuff I love doing the most. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think about it in terms of like monetary anything Yeah, (laughs) because I'm not getting paid usually, especially it's for my own bands or for my friends. And that's just how I've been since I was in high school. You know, that's how I started doing design was making posters for the shows in town and for my friends' bands and stuff. So usually every, hopefully every day, I'm always trying to make something that's not for work. And it's usually that stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it's like a t-shirt design or a poster design, or if I'm working on some album packaging, that stuff is just like always straight from the heart. Um, And that's work I just love to do so much. And I love having a voice that's usually like a a voice that I have in my bands or in storm chasers or anything I'm involved with is I can provide a little bit of like design thinking. And I think I have that knowledge uh, I can employ it in like a, in a cool way, like for the project. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people tend to shine, especially when they're, doing a job full time. And then the freelance business is kind of the place where you really get to express yourself because there's no one to tell you, I mean, besides your friends or whoever's employing you, you know, what you can and can't do. Um, and I think it's really cool, especially like, you know, you, a lot of graphic designers or a handful that I've, you know, either really like their work or have found over the years, get started in some kind of like small music like group like a little scene in their town or whatever and then they start making stickers and uh cd covers or like you know they figure out how to screen print a t-shirt and then it just like snowballs into this career um and like even now like you know uh michaela up in chicago who i'm sure like you guys overlap a lot um and uh even uh matt who's doing uh cold pizza design kitchen down here in brooklyn um I don't know. It's just really, I think it's a really fun niche little market of this design world where like some of the coolest, best stuff is getting made. Yeah, totally. And I don't know, like not to get too far into this, but like I'm definitely kind of like a communist at heart. So it's (laughs) like doing work for the sake of making things cool and making people happy and just like just creating something for the sake of creating something is my favorite kind of stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, like I'll make money doing the corporate stuff and like a little bit of money here and there from other freelance stuff. But like, that's not the stuff I care about, you know, like the money doesn't like drive me. It could one day, (laughs) maybe I'll make money doing this one day. But (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I just think, um, I don't know this whole DIY culture of just kind of like, well, no one's going to do it for us. So we got to figure it out. And then you just lean on each other for all these things. And the art side, well, I mean, art in general, like music included, but the design side, I guess, of this whole thing is such an integral part of, of the culture of like, I don't know, music, music as a whole. And it's like, there's just like a need for it. And to be able to supply that, you know, and take some of your free time to do it because it's just the love of designing is a just a really great thing. Yeah. I mean, it's all part of communication and expressing yourself, right? So there's just another facet to being in a band. Like being in a band and playing music is about communicating something. And 
oftentimes that thing also needs a visual element. So it's fun to marry those together. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you'll get something like at the 11th hour where like somebody will come to you and be like, holy crap, we forgot we have this thing that we need a tour poster for or like we got to design like a, a sleeve for a seven inch or something that has to go out next month or like, does that ever happen? Definitely a lot more in the beginning, of course, when we were all younger and just figuring it out. And that's just kind of the nature of the beast. But nowadays, I don't know, everybody's pretty on top of their shit. Like it's been it's been pretty pro. Yeah. <laughs> every every release that I'm a part of or every record that I make, like it just gets more and more kind of thought about and more streamlined and the schedules get like a little tighter in a good not tighter like compressed, but like tighter like uh they're just like better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But of course, every every once in a while, you're going to get a curveball, like no matter what, and that's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, I think not to spin off too far, but just to get into that um, that whole process of like even dealing with like some record labels, because I'm sure that pops up, um, licensing your work or whatever. You know, if you want to talk a little bit about how that happens, or like you know how you kind of get involved in stuff like that, because it, I think it's just really interesting for people to hear because this is a side of of the design world that I think a lot of people really love, but they don't know a whole lot about. And the fact that you kind of get to see it from both angles as a musician and um, an illustrator and a designer is really powerful. Sure. Yeah. Um, I haven't run into too many like weirdness as far as like licensing things go. Usually the way I approach it is just kind of like, yeah, like I'm the in-house designer for the band mm-hmm. and I'm going to lay this out and that's kind of it um we've definitely worked with like other photographers or like other painters or illustrators and then they basically like they get like a flat fee and then i'm laying out the lp or cd or tape or whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i haven't done anything yet where i even get like paid from the label (laughs) it's usually just kind of like a labor of love that I just make because I'm in the band and I want it to look good. And then that's kind of it. Yeah. Is there anything that you're working on now that you're super stoked about? Um, yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rat Boys has a new album coming out. Um, can't quite say when yet, but it'll get announced very soon. And yeah, we just tied all the artwork up for that. Um, little curveball moment last night. We realized we forgot to thank somebody in the album notes. So yeah. Had to go back and of course i had outlined all the text to send it off so i had to <laughs> kind of reset a little bit of type no mm-hmm. big deal um but yeah you know just just had to like get that over to the press really quick like oh by the way can you please swap the pdf out mm-hmm. um but yeah the the new rap boys record the uh the layout for the lp is very cool i'm very excited about it yeah we worked we worked with an outside painter so she painted uh, two pieces for it. And then I did a bunch of layout work with some cool die cuts and stuff. So Ooh, very I'm excited cool. for people to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, whereas like some of the larger music, like music label stuff, like it gets a little safe sometimes, even though the budgets seem like they can be a little bit bigger. I feel like people are willing to take more risks when it's kind of your own baby in a way. You know totally. what I mean? Totally. Yeah, and also like I don't know, like obviously I've I've never been in a band without a designer in it, so I don't know what that's like if you're in a band and you don't have a designer, so you're kind of at the whims of the label to make your artwork. Mm-hmm. 
um, because when it's like a band that I'm in, like we're always driving all the creative decisions. It's kind of like, yeah, like this is what we're going to do. That's cool. Right. And they're always like, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. It definitely makes it easier. And especially like, you know, even if the other people in your band are not, what would they consider themselves like super creative? Like there is that creative brain of a musician. That's, all, you know, the language is not the same, but you can still communicate in a way, which is nice. Definitely. I mean, in Pet Symmetry, it's the three of us. It's me, Eric, and Evan. And those two guys are like totally creative directors. Like we're always making everything together. Like I'll come up with an idea or Eric will come up with an idea or Evan will. And we're always talking about it all the way through. Like it's never really like I'm making it and that's just it. Mm -hmm. and, and the same goes for Rat Boys too. Like in all the bands I've been in, everybody is kind of a part of the creative vision and voice and then i can kind of just be the conduit to get it like on the page yeah um i guess you know on tag like tagging on to that storm chasers which has like been a big i guess pet project for you guys in the in the last couple of years um does that take up a lot of bandwidth because it seems like you know you've got the whole process of putting out a record what it's monthly right yeah, sometimes a couple releases a month, yeah. Yeah, and then even, you know, I remember you guys did a, a slip mat for a record player that was screen printed and even like just some, some artwork every once in a while. Does, does that take up a lot of time to, to set all that stuff up or do you feel like it's now so streamlined that you guys can kind of plan it out a few months in advance and be ready for it? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, it doesn't really take up any time at all anymore. Um, mm -hmm. At the beginning, at the launch, you know, I made a bunch of assets for the identity and for the brand. Um, but since then, it's just been kind of chugging along. I mean, Eric and Evan, they, they do the brunt of like the actual work. Mm -hmm. Like those two guys are packing the records every month. They're going to the post office. Um, Evan, I, I mean, it's like really Evan, Evan's like boss man for sure. Like yeah. He's kind of in charge of everything. So he puts in a lot of hours for that project just fully on the, uh, I guess, administrative side. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as design, like, nah, I mean, everything's pretty much just rolling on autopilot. Every once in a while, I'll make a little asset for something here or there. But um, usually all of the albums come in with like artwork existing. They're just like getting sent to the press. Um, I've done a couple things like with Couplet. There was a Couplet album that came out last year. I made some spotify uh canvases and did a little bit of social media stuff okay um but yeah like most of the time like the stuff that evan puts out is an already existing kind of like entity that has a a, a design behind it so right I, I haven't been needed too much lately well that's good offers yeah. more time for other stuff yeah, totally. And it's just amazing to kind of watch it go. And yeah, I mean, I'm in the discord every day. That takes up time <laughs> just yeah. goofing off. But well, it's it's crazy to think like, you know, to build a whole community like that. And then, you know, you've had such a heavy hand in the the look and the feel of, of what it's like. Um, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's like, you know, you think back to those, uh, you know, just like blog spots that you could go to as a like a kid or a teenager and just kind of like chat with all your friends about music and and all sorts of stuff and just kind of like i don't even know just commiserate and you know oh, it was yeah. just you know that's kind of 
what it reminded me of. And uh, it just really, it felt nice to be back in something like that. That's what it reminds me of too. And I love it. Like when I was in high school, I was on message boards, you know, for like hardcore and screamo music and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I met a bunch of people there that I still know. So yeah, that kind of online community is a really beautiful thing. And I think for a couple of years there in the 2010s, like with the rise of social media, it weirdly kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was kind of in their own little bubble with their little social media followers and stuff. But now with the rise of Discord and all of these new tools, like we can kind of get back into that message board mindset. And that's been awesome. Totally. I've met so many people through Storm Chasers and like now I'm starting to meet them in real life as we start to tour again. And it's been cool. Like we're forging like real relationships. Yeah. It's dope. It is crazy. And it's like, you, you know, um, I've been lucky enough to connect with some of these people on, on Instagram and you just see these like meetups and I'm like, Oh my God, these people existed in a digital place and now they're together in real life. Straight up. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's cool to like, I guess, know like, Oh, I had a hand in like making these connections happen. Cause otherwise like who, who would know, you know? Totally. It's so meaningful. I mean, it's like, I can't even like uh, convey it. Like it's just fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it is fucking cool. Um, so I guess the, the last touch point that I really want to hit um, before we get into like some of the wrap up stuff is, you know, you've got all this stuff going on. You're clearly, you know, you've got it all streamlined, like at this point, you know, which is amazing because like, you know, knowing my own brain, I would probably, everything would just be buzzing around me all the oh, time. That's how it is. Tom. Yeah. That's how okay. It is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, you know, personal time, how do you carve out space when you're not touring to just exist, you know, totally. and like be with your friends and your family? I'm, my life is like fairly scheduled at the moment. So like I have band rehearsal well right now i'm rehearsing a lot because I'm, I'm about to go on a couple of different tours so mm-hmm. we've got pet sim rehearsal on mondays and then tuesday night is trivia night with my wife so tuesday night is delia night every week we go to trivia and i spend time with her and her parents and tuesday night is family night for sure and then wednesday night is a band i'm in called the please and thank yous and we're working on some new music so wednesday night is always please and thank yous night and then thursday night is always rat boys night and that's when we have our band meetings and like i said we're putting together a new album campaign this year so we've just been using that night to discuss things and to rehearse and then friday nights always date night with my wife d so friday night you know she gets me we always go out and i spend time with her on fridays and then usually the weekends are reserved for like doing housework you know um we just bought a a house back in 2021 so there's always work to do on the house and sometimes the weekends there's like a show to go to or a show to play but Mm -hmm. i try to reserve the weekends for like house time yeah but yeah it's kind of (laughs) kind of like every week like that's kind of the sketch and then i mean that's good though because when you've got so much stuff going on it's almost like if you don't structure it it can just totally swallow you up. hundred percent. I mean, I, I definitely crave that kind of uh, not super rigid, but kind of rigid schedule because then mm-hmm. I'm able to work off of that. So when I have a big project in Gatorade come up, I know that like, okay, I need to carve out every morning this week to like focus on that Yeah, and so on and so forth. 
do you ever feel like you'll take on too much and then the burnout happens? Um, or do you think like... at this point you've kind of figured it out? <laughs> I feel like I'm rapidly approaching that every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like, I feel like even throughout the course of a day, I'll kind of have like a an ebb and flow of like, how am I going to do all this today? And then, oh, I did all the stuff today. I feel amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. I think that's just kind of how this is going for me right now. Mm, yeah. Eventually, you know, I, I have a dream. I have a dream of hiring a employee one day to help me with some of this work. Oh, but man. And what a dream that is. A dream. <laughs> but until then, you know, like... I don't know. I've I don't know if I've ever experienced like true burnout and I'm kind of afraid to, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it feels like. And I think it's just like every morning I just wake up, I drink coffee and I'm like, "All right, let's get it. Yeah. Let's get today." I just really try to push through it as hard as I can. Yeah. So, especially lately though, like we were talking about before the before we started this weather, the cold, cloudy days starts to get to me i feel i feel burnt out on those days i suppose i hear you yeah i think the weather definitely plays a big role in that i also think it's like creativity just ebbs and flows like naturally in the brain and when you're feeling creative it's like you're like let me grab up all the stuff that i can and then sometimes you'll like look back a week later and be like oh why did i say yes to all this stuff like immediately i do that all the time and then i'm like okay now i gotta take like a couple of weeks off to like reset and then i'll it's like the cycle just keeps happening over and over absolutely and for me it's like anytime i go on a tour i feel invigorated like Mm -hmm. i'll get home from a tour and i'm like yeah like that was awesome i can do all this work now i'm home again and then the cycle repeats you know yeah that's just that's just life yeah i guess that's it it's like you know, you can only figure out so much. You just kind of have to embrace a little bit of the chaos and be able to just recognize when you're hitting your threshold and kind of just taper it back a little bit. Totally. I mean, that's a big part of my life now. I mean, I'm 32 now. I'm like getting into my 30s and definitely just embracing the chaos, just embracing everything as part of my daily routine. It's amazing what like a 20 minute walk around the neighborhood can do. Mm -hmm. And just kind of like, okay, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling crazy. Let's just walk and grab a cup of iced coffee down the street. And then I do feel a little bit reset. So just learning those little kind of easy wins, yeah. I think, helps me a lot. Definitely. And I feel like definitely like 30s is where you start to like, like in your 20s, you're kind of pushing the chaos away. And in your 30s, you're like, well, it's here. I might as well just kind of like filter it through and figure out a way to just kind of process it. Um, yeah, I turned 32 in like a month and a half. So it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like you get to a point where you're just kind of like, fuck it. Like I might as well just like embrace it. Yeah. It's like, Hey, you know what? I can't force life to change really that much. You know, like things are going to happen all day, every day. That's how you become good at shit is just learning how to roll with the punches, you know? Yeah. Um, totally. Um, all right. Well, I think we've wrapped the part of the discussion that I really wanted to sink my teeth into. Now we're going to do this thing, which I'm assuming it's like at this point, it's going to be a thing that I ask everybody at the end. But right now we do like these final questions and I just really love the way that people respond to them. And I'll always give it 
like the idea is to give it to people in advance so they can really think about it. Um, but we'll like roll into those. And then after that, we'll wrap things up. You can like plug all the stuff you want to plug. Um, and then we'll be on our way. Cool. All right. Uh, so question one, what's a piece of career advice you would give a younger version of yourself? That's such a good question. I think looking at my younger self, I would just couple things. I think number one is, and I feel like this is pretty common. Like, don't be afraid to ask for a little bit more money. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like every young designer is often willing to work for whatever. And that's great. I think that's a really good way to get experience and to learn. But it's also a really good skill to be like, hey, like the first offer, you know, can I maybe have a little bit more? But to piggyback on that, another piece of advice I would give myself a younger version of myself is you can't force experience and you can't force time. So you just kind of have to keep going because you're going to get better and you're going to get older. So now yeah. at 32, looking back when I was 22, I was like, OK, cool. It's been 10 years. Like I've got 10 years of experience. 10 years from now, I'll be in an even better place experience wise, you know, and that's totally. not something you can like really force. So those kind of two things are pushing each other at play. Like you should be asking for more, but you also kind of need to know, like, this is how many years I've been doing this. This is what I'm worth. So I guess at the end of the day is like knowing what you're worth. Yeah, totally. I really like that. Um, okay. Question two, what's a piece of career advice someone gave you that helped propel you forward and helped you achieve your goals? So I love this question and I thought about it for a little while because you sent this to me like in a little outline earlier and I couldn't think of a good example. And then I thought of this thing that my, um, my art director said to me the other day, this was a piece of advice she gave me like last week. Mm -hmm. And it was don't let somebody else's panic become your panic because there was this crazy timeline that, somebody else had had and they were like we need this done tomorrow we need this right now you know they were freaking out and it was freaking me out so i was telling my art director like how are we going to do this you know and she's like don't worry about it just be honest like that's impossible <laughs> you can't do something in a day like that and mm -hmm. like it's okay to not like it and this is really hard it's a difficult skill but you have to not internalize somebody else's stress because yeah. it's really easy to start spiraling when somebody, especially if it's somebody who's like high above you or a boss or something, if they're really stressed out, you, you can't let it stress you out. You just have to keep the wheel straight and just be honest and be like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. Like it's going to be a week or whatever for me to do this. Cause that's my personal ability. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And also like, very deeply resonated with me because my face lit up as soon as you said it. And it's so easy to take on somebody else's stress and get swept up in the moment, especially if you're like an empath and it's just like you absorb everybody else's emotions. Um, but I think it is like you start to realize you're, you know, it's exhausting and you have to be able to just kind of separate yourself from the other person's, you know, anxiety or stress and just focus on problem solving. Yeah. And it's tough, too, because being a designer, like a big part of doing design is having empathy for the person that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Like you want to solve their problems. You want to present their ideas in the best possible way. So I feel like oftentimes you're like very connected with somebody's emotions. 
So if their emotions are kind of like out of control, it's really easy to let your emotions get that way too. So that that's a skill I'm like always trying to work on. Definitely. Um, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Last question. What's the next level for you? And the way I kind of pose that is it could be career goals. It could be life goals. It could be literally anything, but just what is the next thing that you're trying to achieve on this journey of life? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think this year, you know, I mentioned there's a new Rat Boys album coming out and we're going to be touring on that quite a bit. So I'm excited to see hopefully some growth with that band and what we're working on and what we're doing. Um, and at the same time, um, this is this is the first year I have run my own business as its like own LLC. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward this year to just optimizing that the most I can. I just did taxes for the first time and that was kind of insane. Yeah. Learned a lot of very good lessons. Um, so I'm excited this year to like just do that better. Um, and I'm always, you know, looking for more cool work as long as I can fit it into my schedule and hoping to just keep making cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. So I think that pretty much wraps it up, but I want you to just kind of go free and like plug all your socials, all your projects, anything you're listening to or reading or watching that you're just like really obsessed with, like just go for it. Yeah. Right on. Um, My website is marcusnuccio.com, M-A-R-C-U-S-N-U-C-C-I-O. That's my design portfolio. Um, I haven't updated it in a while, but there's all sorts of stuff on there. Um, And yeah, um, Rat Boys, Pet Symmetry, The Please and Thank Yous, What Gives, all bands that I play in, all bands that have stuff happening this year. Um, And yeah, just excited to just be doing bands, be doing design work like every day as always. I've been reading a lot of Thrasher magazine. I've been watching a lot of skate videos. Oh, hell yeah. Um, if anybody out there works in skateboarding and needs a designer, like hit me up. I'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Like uh, subscribe to Storm Chasers, uh, join our Patreon, join our Discord. It's a lot of fun in there. Um, and yeah, come to a show. Yeah. And like, I'll back that up. Everything Marcus is working on design wise and music wise is sick as hell. I love it all. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend, you know, (laughs) Tom, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, so I think that's pretty much going to do it for episode two. Um, if you guys have any questions, you can reach us at, um, DGDC pod on pretty much every social platform you can think of. And then if you want to reach out to me directly, ask a question, you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for more people. Um, You can hit me up at tloro underscore design on Instagram. That's where I do most of my communication. Um, And yeah, I think that's pretty much going to do it. Thank you so much, Marcus. Well, thank you, Tom.